0: Welcome to a special Asheville vacation episode of...
1: Brutal Battle.
0: Yes, as you know, we do these one-off episodes um, more frequently recently. Just um, because I get bored. I want to do new stuff. I want to try out new things. But we've also been doing it when we go out and we visit a place. And in this case, we went, We visited Asheville, North Carolina, which has been basically a craft beer hotbed uh, for a few, at least a few years, um, potentially more, uh, as I'm sure most people listening to this know Wicked Weed Brewing is based out of there. So, for me, that was the main impetus to go to Asheville was to be able to try Wicked Weed because we do not get any Wicked Weed in Maryland currently, uh, which is sad. But I was excited to go down there, try their stuff, and bring it home. Um, But, so what we're going to do for this show, we're going to talk about some of the highlights. Obviously, mainly focus on breweries within Asheville uh, and... We'll tell you a few other things that we did that we would recommend doing, you know, food-wise or other activity-wise, but mainly focusing on the beers. Obviously, with these episodes, we also like to drink beers, and we have four beers, three of which are actually from breweries in Asheville itself because we spent the majority of our time there. One is actually not in Asheville. It's actually in Black Mountain, which is about 20 minutes away from Asheville. Um, But the reason we have it is because I was told... That it is a a beer that people drink a lot of in Asheville. It's it's a big deal there. It's just kind of like a go-to beer for Asheville folk. What do you call them? Ashevillians? I don't know.
1: The locals. <laughs> I don't know. But we did see it almost everywhere. I feel like it was on tap. Like uh,
0: I remember... I only distinctly remember seeing it at, at a restaurant called Nine Mile that we went to. Oh,
1: no, I saw it It was on tap was
0: there, but we didn't try it there. because okay, let's... We had the Foothills Hopium, but... Let's open it. Yeah, we'll start with the beer. This is the this is the one from Black Mountain. Um, it's Pisgah Brewing Company, and it's their pale ale, which, once again, I was told people in Asheville drink a lot of Pisgah pale ale. So let's crack it open, see what's up with it. In a can, as you can tell. myself a little, poor Rebecca a little, and one of the things that I noticed, because we were talking about how, you know, you, you said that you, you saw it at a lot of the places we went to, one of the things I noticed is a lot of the restaurants, um, they only have a few offerings beer-wise, mm-hmm. it is very limited, I, I'd say like max four or five at most of the places we went to, and they were always different, They they were typically different.
1: Yeah, but some places had a, a large bottle list, too.
0: That's true. They would have... Uh, yeah, I guess I should clarify. When it came to draft beer. Yeah. And usually they were picking different breweries because, I mean, there's so many to go with. Yeah. So. Although,
1: I mean, I don't know. It. We didn't go to any sort of, like, tap house or anything no, like that. We didn't. I mean, that's probably... Their offerings were very consistent with what you would probably see in Maryland, too. Yeah.
0: So. Because we did... We We tried to do more of the fine dining ordeal because... When we go away, that's what we want to do, because we can get non-fine dining where we are constantly. So when we go somewhere, we want to see their best representation of food. And from what we've been told, Asheville and their food, high-end stuff was, like, amazing. So we are talking about, you know, the nicer establishments, which, for Asheville, it's not necessarily, like, suit-and-tie type nice. It's more like the food is very nice. Right, right.
1: Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I feel like you need to clarify, because there are, like, fine dining restaurants where, like, you have to dress up just like you probably would in any city.
0: We didn't go to any of those. We didn't go to
1: any of those. But we went to a lot of, which I would think, like, I don't want to say fine dining, like, just, like, upper...
0: Upper echelon tasting food. like Yeah, I guess more, just
1: more, like, components to the dish. Right. Like, the head chef, some of them were trained at the Culinary Institute of America, yeah. you know. So, like, places like that, but they weren't, like, hoity-toity by any means. Like, yeah. Harlan wore his shorts and sneakers, yeah. you know.
0: You can wear whatever, but that's kind of, like, a relaxed thing with Asheville in general. Yeah. But, anyway. um, so the Piscot Pale Ale, um, it looks very much like a pale ale. It's kind of, like, orangey, a little cloudy.
1: Yeah, I would say it's a little hazy. A
0: little yellowish tinge to it, but pretty orange. A mm-hmm. little bit of a white head on top. Smells, smells like a hoppy... Yeah. yeah, It smells like it has a decent hop presence. It's got a little bit of a grapefruit note okay, going on. I was going to say pineapple. Yeah, I can see a little pineapple as yeah. well. There's a little bit of like... I get a little bitterness in the nose, actually.
1: I just went straight to drinking. Mm.
0: What do you get? It's easy.
1: Yeah, man, it's, I like this a lot.
0: There's a decent... Actually, there's a little bit of, like, a hay note mm-hmm. on the finish with a little bit of a honey aspect. But up front, it's more of that kind of citrus um, aspect that we were saying we were getting in the nose. You know, grapefruit. Are you getting pineapple in the flavor?
1: I think so. Like, on the...
0: Uh. No. I'm mainly getting grapefruit, I think. Yeah.
1: I definitely am getting more of the hay. Um, and there's a just decent...
0: Kinda- there's a decent bitterness. Nice, it's not crazy bitter. To, it's yeah. just easy to drink. It is easy, and it's got a decent amount of flavor, too. So, I see why this is supposedly a go-to for people in Asheville.
1: Well, yeah. it's um, easy to drink. You have, like, the hot presence, but it's not, like...
0: It's not overbearing.
1: No, not at all.
0: I feel like this could go easy with a lot of food. Like, very versatile dish. Yep. Uh, I mean, a very versatile beer for dishes. many types yeah. of dishes. Well, I
1: should say. One of the beer, it's a, definitely a beer that you can drink on its own, but it would definitely pair very nicely with a, a wide range of food. So
0: you could also go really quick on this too and not really Let's, know it because it's pretty simple. Five point one percent ABV. It's not yeah. high in alcohol either. It doesn't taste like it is.
1: Yeah. So we, yeah. So we did not go to this brewery. Yeah. Like we there, didn't are go there so many in Asheville. We barely even scratched the surface.
0: Right. That was kind of the issue. We we're going there. and we We're like, oh man, we're gonna hit all these breweries but we were only there for what how many full days?
1: Well, 4 nights.
0: 3 full days yeah. we were there. And um we just we did try to hit what we could, but we sprinkled in some other things like we weren't just there for the breweries. So um you know, I, I like I said we did not hit Piscata but another brewery that we heard really good things about in Black Mountain where Piscata is, Lookout Brewing, we heard is really good there. And then there was a little bit further, maybe about an hour out from Asheville in Morganton was Fonta Flora, which we heard was really good and doing some good wild ales uh, and a bunch of saisons and really wanted to make it to that. But with we, we were doing a decent amount of driving anyway, so I really didn't want to, yeah, you know, we didn't want to go that far when we only had three days. You know, we wanted yeah. to stay close because the other thing is like we're saying, there's so many breweries, and literally within Asheville, there are a lot within just a few block radius. Mm-hmm. Um, like perfect example, we went to—well, I won't say where we went to, but we went to three breweries that were within two blocks. All of them were within two blocks,
1: and there were additional ones.
0: Then there were, yeah, there were additional ones their, right there yeah. too. I mean, it's—it really is crazy, and and to know that all these breweries are actually thriving and they're that concentrated. And there's that many of them. It's kind of insane, but it really speaks to how full-on vibrant the Asheville yeah. craft beer scene is.
1: Well, and then there you have... Then there's Oscar... Is Oscar... Where is Oscar Blues in Oscar relation?
0: Blues... Are they in Morganton as well, actually? I don't know.
1: But in that area, and then also in the area of Sierra Nevada, which we did sure. go to. We did
0: go... Yeah, we went to Sierra Nevada, and when you go... When you go there... Well, the main, first of all, main reason, we have to give a shout-out to Jamie Floyd uh, with Ninkasi, who we had visited last year out in Oregon. Um, We wanted to really stop by the Sierra Nevada location in Asheville because of the iron gate that the metal shop at Ninkasi had made for them for that brewery. So we stopped there. We saw it. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. It is very cool. People look up pictures online of it. It is very cool. Um... But when you go back there, you go through the gate, and you're driving for a mile, mile and a half. Well,
1: Carla initially said two miles. It,
0: it just seemed like it was a long drive. It's but It's not pr- two miles. It's probably because it was like 20 mile an hour yeah. speed limit. So you're going slow, but you're going through a lot of woods. It's very windy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nice drive. And then all of a sudden, you see, you know, like, the, the actual brewery. It
1: opens up into this, like... Oh, Beer Oasis Mecca. Like, it's just this huge, beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it was really awe-inspiring when you first see it.
1: Yeah, well, it, it did almost, like, take your breath away for a second, because it was like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, you, well, I wasn't expecting something well, of that magnitude. And... I guess,
1: yeah, I guess we had no idea what to expect. Right. I mean, I guess we probably should have expected something large, based upon what how large Dogfish Head is. Right, yeah. But, I don't know, neither of us but were it, expecting the it. The other
0: thing is it looked so nice. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess, I think it opened up, like, maybe two years ago. I mean, it's not old. Yeah. So, I guess that's a reason. But I feel like they put a ton of thought into the design of that building, and it just looks so freaking good. Like, it's very aesthetically pleasing. And then it's just, like, all surrounded by these really beautiful woods, So it's just a great setting, too. So we went inside. Like, they have this awesome, awesome uh, restaurant. They have good food at the Mm -hmm. restaurant. The ambiance there is really nice. And it's just, like, very well put together. Um, And then they have, like, a gift shop there. And then they have the actual brewery, which you can do tours of, which we didn't because we were kind of in and out. Um, But one of the things is it was a little dangerous because (laughs) in the gift shop they had a lot of barrel-aged stuff. That at least I don't think they release a lot of it. I don't know. But at least not where we are in Maryland. Like, we don't see a lot of what I saw there as far as their barrel aging goes. So it took a lot of control for me to rein myself in. Because I wanted to be like, I want this, and I want this, and I want this.
1: And I was like, this is the first stop? Yeah.
0: this' like, the first
1: one. The whole... Well, Carlin was excited because we drove there. So he's like... We can pack this car full,
0: <laughs> and we did. We did. We packed it with but beer.
1: One of the things, a couple of things that I really liked about Sierra Nevada was I liked the how. how many ounces were the pours? Two.
0: Uh, yeah, two ounce pours. Which They're I like liked. little shot glasses, yeah. kind of.
1: Which I liked because it you really have the opportunity to sample a whole lot without getting tipsy at all.
0: Yeah, I do Which like that because it's even less of a commitment.
1: Right. Well, that way, I don't know, at least in our instance, it's like who's driving, who's, you know, and it's right. like you could drink all that and be fine. Another thing, you know what the two other things I'm going to comment on, because I had never seen this before. Um, the part of the bar was lowered, so someone who uses a wheelchair could sit right up at the bar, and I had never seen that, and I thought it was such a great accessibility feature. Yeah. Um. So.
0: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um so we also did do some other things, so we'll kinda like sprinkle those throughout as we talk about the brewery. So we'll sprinkle the breweries out, talk about them, we'll also sprinkle out the other stuff. Like uh for example, a lot of people are thinking Asheville, if you know your history or architecture, you would know the Biltmore estate is there um from old school Vanderbilt family. Very cool. We did that. Uh, it definitely... I would recommend it highly, yeah, especially it was, if you've never seen it before, just because it's very awe-inspiring.
1: Yeah. And again, that was that was definitely a two-mile drive back.
0: Okay. That was the that two was mile a two-mile drive, drive back from the back. entrance.
1: Yeah. Um, it's expensive. I think it was like $55
0: per person. per person. But that's a two-day pass. That was... Because they have all their stuff you can do, yeah. not just see the estate, but they have like their own... Um, little town that they built, which has its own brewery. It has a winery, and you can do yeah. all that kind of stuff. They have some restaurants, that kind of stuff. But...
1: gardens and trails yeah. and other things.
0: And we did the estate, and we also did some tasting at the winery, which the, the wines there are not bad. There's some pretty decent wines, and part of the reason is it's not – they don't use the grapes that are grown there. They actually truck in a lot from California. So they're getting really quality grapes, and then they're just making a nice wine, which mm-hmm. is smart. Uh, Because you want a really good product. Um, But they did say some of their wines are done with grapes that they grow there in Asheville. So that's cool. But uh, definitely would recommend the Biltmore. The actual estate itself was probably my favorite non-beer thing that we did there. Just because it was just really awe-inspiring, like I said. And just to see like this super nice old house and just think about how
1: people lived. Yeah. Well, not...
0: These individuals Yeah, live.
1: not lots of people. How but. these
0: super rich individuals back in the late yeah. 1800s lived. I mean, crazy. Yeah. So anyone into that stuff, we we highly recommend that. But the the next brewery we had gone to was probably the highlight and what I was looking forward to the most. So we'll talk about it. But first, we're going to have a beer by them. Uh, and this was actually not one that we were able to try uh, at their location when we were there, it wasn't available. But we found it at a liquor store, a place called Brews and Ales. Actually, not a liquor store. It was just straight-up beer store. Oh, really? Brews Ales on Broadway. Um, they had an outstanding selection. So we're going to have a Wicked Weed brewing beer uh, right now. It's called Recurrent. It's a American sour ale fermented with black currants. Hmm. And it's fermented in um, Cabernet barrels freshly emptied Cabernet barrels apparently from what it it says.
1: I'm going to go back to the Biltmore for one second. I initially thought the price was like really astronomical but then I realized that a lot of um, the cost of that is I mean it goes directly to the Biltmore. They don't receive any federal funding to help with any sort of the restoration Um, and the place is so huge it takes a lot of staff and Um, a lot of, you know, probably a lot of hard work and effort to keep everything as, um, as it was, you know, back then. So I think that was something I could really appreciate.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this recurrent by Wicked Weed is 7.6% alcohol by volume. Uh, color. It's
1: pretty. It's like pink. It's got,
0: it, when you put it up to like. Yeah. It it is like a raspberry type color. It's got a brownish tinge in there, reddish tinge, um, Nice, mm. it's got a little bit of a white head to it. Oh my gosh! So, what do you smell?
1: I t- I s- is this what did you say? Raspberry? Oh, you said black currants. Black currants. What is a black currant?
0: Well, it's a currant, but it's the black variety. I don't know. Good <laughs> question. It's a fruit. Okay. Uh, I it, this is yet another one of those fruits that I wouldn't necessarily be able to specifically it's... pick out the smell of it. But smelling this, I can say I'm smelling the black currants because yeah. I would say the raspberry fruit is that. Yeah, know. it's it's kind of raspberry-ish, maybe with a little bit of a cherry mixed in there. Yeah, I,
1: could, I was gonna say blackberry, like the yeah. that berry family.
0: Um, I can smell the cabernet.
1: Yes, I can say, and definitely the wine.
0: It's got that red wine, dark tannic mm-hmm. skin smell.
1: I wouldn't be able to smell this and be like, "Oh, it's cabernet," but because
0: right, right, right. Like I smell I, red wine. <laughs> yeah, I would say red wine too. Yeah, basically.
1: That's all I'm getting.
0: It smells really good. It does. It smells really harmonious. Uh, well, then you also, when, when I first sniffed it, I got a quick hit of a very tart, uh, mm-hmm. sour note on there. So You try it. What do you mm. think?
1: It's good. It's light. And one of the things I do like about a lot of their beers, and I'm not big into sour, and Carlin was so excited about going to Wicked Weed, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I did really enjoy it because I, I can really appreciate all the different layers of flavors that their beer offers. Yeah. It's not just like one note of sour yeah. in your face, you know? Well, I mean, really delicate.
0: A lot of them are very finessed, a lot yeah. of them are, are soft. Yeah. Uh and like with this one when I'm when I'm drinking it, I like I'm getting that I'm getting that sourness and I'm getting it all the way through, but I'm also at the same time getting that Cabernet flavor and the I'm fruit. getting that black currant mm-hmm. flavor. And they're all maintaining the entire time. You know, a lot of beers, you'll have it where you get the flavors in waves. And they're they're not at the same time. With this beer, it's all at the same time. It's just a complete taste yeah. every time. And it's really nice. It's a good beer.
1: Yeah, I like it too. It's not my favorite, though. My favorite one was the Silencio.
0: Yeah. Which, what was the Silencio? You remember? I
1: mean, no, I okay. never remember. So
0: it was a... Um, Sour dark, ale sour dark ale with coffee, with coffee and vanilla. Yeah. Yes. It was, yeah, that was excellent. But it, uh, it was definitely up there. Was it the best one? Maybe not because we were able to have White Angel, which their angel releases are like a very big deal. Um, they said that the bottles that they released at the brewery sold out same day, which doesn't really surprise me. Um, but basically it was just like a sour blonde ale aged in... I think, red wine barrels with muscadine grapes, I want to say. Yeah, there were a lot of grapes. It was was very presently sour, but very soft at the same time. And you got that white wine aspect and a little bit of like a woody character. And it was just like a a beautiful beer, like very soft, very velvety, yet sour. It was awesome. I had to have two of them. Yes,
1: we had to go back. We went
0: back the next day.
1: Just so Carlin could drink this beer again. I still like the silencio just because Oh I love the Silencio too. Um very different. I had never had a sour beer with co- like with coffee. coffee No, Right. You know, um I feel like you get a lot of you know, the concept of doing a sour beer with the barrel aging and the dark fruits, you know, we've we've seen a lot of that. I've had a lot mm-hmm. of that, but that those particular flavour profiles I hadn't had, so I really Plus, I really like those flavors. (laughs) Yeah. But um, there was a a lot of really interesting, and there was a pumpkin one that you liked, and you don't like pumpkin.
0: I hate pumpkin. People who listen to this podcast know I hate pumpkin and beer, but they had one called Pampoen, and it was awesome. It was a sour ale aged in rum barrels with pumpkin and ginger. Now, that's another thing. I don't like ginger and beer either. But the way these flavors were blended together with that kind of spicy flavor character of the rum barrels was just it was excellent like i I did not expect to like it yeah, I but see, I really I, liked it
1: i it was okay, I like pumpkin, I like rum barrel aging. I don't like ginger, and I thought it was too gingery. I didn't like I, it,
0: yeah I just felt I felt like the ginger was there, but it wasn't out of line you know i think it once again like with this recurrent on the same level like yeah. everything was on the same level throughout and that was great which by the way as i keep sipping on this recurrent i think my perception of the sauvignon uh or i'm sorry of the cabernet sauvignon like increases mm. not in a bad sense um it just becomes more definitive that that's what it is uh it's really good so but um So what were some of the... Oh, we also really liked the Bombadil, which was Uh, a Britannomyces farmhouse ale with strawberries. strawberries. You really got, like, a fresh strawberry aspect out of it. It was,
1: like, in-your-face strawberry, juicy strawberries. Yeah, really good. That was, like, my second favorite. I loved
0: that. And then I really liked the Medora, which I believe was a... I think it was a Brett... No, I think it was just a sour ale with aged with um, blackberries and raspberries. Really good. Very fruity, very um, tart. It was really, really nice. But those were like the best ones. The yeah. White Angel, the Silencio, and Bombadil, which actually...
1: That's like everything
0: now. <laughs> naming a lot. Wait, I wanted to try everything on the list, yeah. but... and I was like, come on. I got close, but, you know.
1: Well, we tried... I had a sampler of four, you had four, and then you had another sampler.
0: Mm-hmm. Before, so yeah, so we did twelve. Yeah, and then the oh, White Angel. and the White Angel, so we did thirteen. Yeah, um, but I I would I would say everybody just try it. Oh, and to, you know, differentiate, they have two locations. Right. They have their regular brewery, which does their non sour stuff.
1: They're clean. Oh, yes. as
0: they call it, yeah, they're clean beers. Uh, and then they have what we went to, which was the Funkatorium, where which is where it's all their sour and funky beers that are barrel aged. So,
1: you know, all, all the breweries, just fun, cool, laid back ambiance. A lot of them are like open air, Mm -hmm. you know, with like garage doors or just like, you know, you can go in and out, um, all their barrel, all the aging is done right there. You know, there's lots of different barrels. It just smells funky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had some pretty good food at Wicked Weed too, at the Funkatorium.
1: It was good. It was like a flatbread pizza with.
0: Like a type of like a year aged prosciutto and some some sort of cheese and a um,
1: chunks of garlic, giant
0: chunks of garlic, which were really good. Yeah, (laughs) when when they're cooked, like they're it's it's less offensive than if they're not cooked, and you just chomp into one. So really good. But um, they they had a nice bottle shop there, but the thing is, their stuff sells out kind of fast. So luckily. I was like, oh, I want to check out this Brews and Ales place because we could not get any of the Silencio. Mm -hmm. We could not get any of the Medora. You know, there were a few of the beers that we really, really loved that we could not get at the bottle shop because that sells out fast. So when we went to Brews and Ales, we were able to find those beers, and it's great. So I would recommend anyone, if you're going to Asheville and you're at a brewery, especially, you know, Wicked Weed, and you're not seeing what you want to take home, Check the liquor or beer stores, liquor stores around you because they may very well have it. Because as it was explained to me, people know that it's going to cost less if they just get it from the source. So it sells out very fast at the actual locations. And they know that, you know, there's going to be extra cost added if they're getting it at a liquor or beer store. So, yeah. so it might was, be there for you.
1: We could be, oh, on that same day, we went to Twin Leaf. Yes which is right across the street.
0: Literally like right across the street.
1: Um and that was a
0: lot of fun. Yeah. I would say um I liked the Funkatorium most of every place for the beer. What beer it was, but I liked Twin Leaf the most for the fun. Yeah. And they had good beer. Yeah, they
1: had good beer too.
0: So Twin Leaf was a really awesome surprise when we went in. Um, another one of those open-air ordeals. They just have the garage doors up, basically. And, um, but they had a bunch of games. They had, like, ping-pong. They had foosball. They had giant Jenga. They had board games and card games you could play.
1: Shuffle boards. Yeah.
0: So, we just got a sampler. It drank some beers and played games. And it was a blast.
1: And I lost at Yahtzee, (laughs) ping-pong, and foosball.
0: Because I'm that good. (laughs) Because I'm that good. But, um... I do. We have to. We do have to talk about some of their beer offerings because they had some to. really good stuff. They had a pina colada IPA, which was pretty good. It was just an IPA with pineapple added. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. They had a. I think Rebecca's favorite was Mexican chocolate stout. Yeah. Uh
1: no, Rebecca's favorite was the coffee triple. I okay.
0: Think. So second favorite, what they had a Mexican chocolate yes. stout. And then they had a coffee triple. Yes, Belgian triple yes, style. it
1: was so good. The
0: coffee the coffee was great, but and it wasn't, like, acrid. But like, a lot of times when you have coffee and beer, it can be, like, kind of acrid if they did, like, hot brew of the coffee and then put it in. So I'm assuming they probably used cold brew. I may be wrong, but I'm assuming they probably did because it was very smooth in the beer. And it was very present, but it wasn't too much. It was great.
1: And we also had just, was it just a regular stout?
0: Uh Yeah, Mass Extinction. Mass Extinction. It was a sh- Imperial sour. Yeah, it was good. Imperial sour. And did we, I think we had like, no, that was four, or was it a five? I thought it
1: was a five.
0: It may have been, in which case I don't remember. Oh, uh, Peachy Arsonist. Oh, yeah. It was a Smoked Peach Goza, I want to say. No, I think just Smoked Peach Sour is what they called it. It was a Kettle Sour. Yeah. yeah, it was a Kettle Sour. You're right. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like phenomenal, but it was good.
1: I, what i liked about twin leaf was it you know we never really we heard of them only because carlin's sister was there and said oh they have games it's kind of fun to go mm-hmm. so we were like oh yeah let's something different
0: yeah
1: um but then the beer i liked i liked the beer but i also liked they had all kinds of different offerings you know it wasn't yeah. a lot of the same type of flavor profiles
0: yeah and i you definitely need that too being right across the street from another brewery yeah. or you know being so close to a lot of breweries you got to have something different and i will say it was really nice to do the Funkatorium and then do twin leaf because i was soured out yeah you know i wouldn't have wanted to go to another brewery and try a bunch of sours so it was nice to be able to go there and be like oh you know they got this peanut colada ipa and they got this coffee triple it's just like real different stuff so it's nice um oh and another thing that we've been told a lot when we were in Asheville, is Uber is your friend. Oh, yeah. Parking is a bitch. Parking wow. is terrible. Uh, very hard to find. You just I mean, park it's on like the streets. It's,
1: it's like city parking. Yeah. I mean, it's a, not really a city city, but it's, you know.
0: So Uber is a good idea. Um, also from the aspect of there's so many breweries so close that if you want to hit a ton of them, you probably don't, don't want to drive them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just Uber. So do that.
1: And those are the only two we did that
0: yeah day, right, day.
1: and that was the night we went to the Admiral,
0: yeah, we ate at the admiral, uh which was looked like a shit hole well, on the outside,
1: and all the reviews and everyone you talk to will tell you that you know it's just like a basic cinder block building. I'm mm-hmm. glad we knew that ahead of time, otherwise, I don't know if I would have gone in.
0: It um, looked like it's probably like an old school um like a tire shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know? Like Just that's like what it looks like on the outside.
1: rectangular cinder block building. But the food was very good. The service was great.
0: The food was like phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal. Had, had some um, barbecued wild boar ribs that were so good. Uh, and they it, that came with um, barbecued lentils, mm-hmm. which is basically a spin on baked beans. Um, really good. And some uh, polenta cakes. And then I also had some roasted beets with like a cheese tzatziki sauce that was outstanding. The food was awesome. Mm-hmm. Food was, it was friggin' really awesome, funny. but it was really weird. They were playing reggae music the whole time. It was like really, really odd. The ambiance is weird. Uh, the outside of the building looks terrible, but the food is unbelievable, and I would not miss it if you go there. Yeah. So and the service was really good.
1: Yeah, the waiter, great well, service was great. It's great. Okay. Next beer. Next beer, and this is also some place we went, um, Burial, and it is
0: also Nashville. Uh,
1: India Pale Ale, an IPA called Scythe Rye.
0: S- uh, Scythe Rye. Scythe Rye. Um, it's it's a rye IPA, and someone had rec- uh, actually a lot of people recommended Burial to us, um, so we were like, well, obviously we have to hit Burial because. I feel like pretty much everyone we talked to was like, well, you got to hit Burial. You got to hit Burial. It's was like, okay. So we hit Burial, and um, one of the things that I heard was they're like the only place that does like a rye IPA, or like the only place that's doing anything with rye and beer. And I was like, really? Because that's been like more of a thing nationally, I feel like. So I would think that since they're like such a big craft beer place that they would you know, a lot more places would be doing rye. But maybe that was a misrepresentation. Maybe that person was not accurate in saying that they're, like, one of the only places doing this. But
1: And it's 7%.
0: Yeah. So it looks like a rye IPA. It's very orange. Um, Yeah, almost, almost a little bit of a brown tinge to it, but oh very right, orange. It smells so good. Decent white head to it. It's
1: just, like, Holy all kinds of citrus God. flavors. I don't smell any rye.
0: Well, rye gives it, like, this... A tad bit of like a spice character. I,
1: I know what rye gives it, which
0: I can. I miss it a lot uh, when I'm trying to find it in beers that I don't know there's rye in it. But oh my god, this is so is, tropical. Yeah,
1: the, this is. I mean, are you getting rye?
0: A little bit because I can look. You, yeah, because I know to look for it. It, it, it may be it may be hard for me to find it otherwise. But oh my god, there's so much tropicality. Like I get pineapple. I get mm. grapefruit. I get like a guava aspect in there. I'm sure there's passion fruit. it has
1: gotta be passion fruit.
0: <laughs> there's gotta be passion fruit. It smells so amazing. So amazing.
1: It tastes just like it smells. Oh man. I'm not mm. getting a lot. There's a
0: little bit of a bitterness on the end, but yeah. it's it's significantly less than I would assume for a rye IPA. Um, I'm still
1: not getting a lot of rye
0: flavors. Hmm. There's an overarching sweetness to it, which is throwing me off a little bit on the finish. I feel like it's maybe a little too sweet for me when it comes to an IPA. I'd like it to be a little less of that. Maybe if the bitterness was tweaked up a little bit, it would come off a little less sweet.
1: There's some other stuff on the writing here. It's good.
0: Um, I quite like the uh, I quite like all the tropicality to it, which you really do get it in the flavor. Uh, it's a, it's quite dialed back as opposed to the aroma, but that happens with a lot of beers. Is this a good beer? This is a, quite a nice beer. It's bothering me a little bit though, how sweet that finish is, and I feel like as we keep drinking it, it's going to become a like even more and more of a problem.
1: Power, on the can, it says there's a power, powerful aroma of blueberry and fresh pineapple.
0: No blueberry. Nope.
1: Thanks to the an exclusive mosaic dry hop. Hmm.
0: Okay, I can see mosaic. Do you feel like it's the sweet blueberry? though?
1: It is a little sweet. It's got a lot of
0: sweetness to it. I feel like that really should be dialed back. It, like I said, is it good. It's a good beer. I don't know if I can do a lot of it because there's a lot of sweetness.
1: There's a lot of sweetness, but I still like it.
0: But um, burial, we went to burial. Oh, yeah. And that was burial. a fun experience. Why don't you tell about our um, burial experience?
1: Let me think here. Well, we each got samplers again, sat outside. It was very nice. We lucked out with amazing weather the whole time we were there.
0: Which we didn't think was going to be the case. Yeah.
1: It was supposed to rain. I packed umbrellas, my rain jacket, but we really lucked out. Um, you know, and I have to say that I think Burial might have been my least favorite because I can't remember anything specific that I liked. Beer-wise? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not You love the
0: horchata well, ale. Well, that
1: one. I would say besides the horchata, that was the yeah, only one that a I horchata, really, really liked.
0: The beer was called Ammunition, yeah. and it was a horchata dark ale. It was really tasty.
1: That was... By far, I thought the best beer there. Yeah. Um, well, I
0: loved their, um, oh, damn, Spike Harrow. That was a Session IPA, but it was so flavorful. It was so flavorful, yeah. so citrusy. That was a juicy, juicy beer, and I liked that one a lot.
1: I guess what I'm trying to say is, I, well, okay, I...
0: It was hyped too much. Yes. I yes, think it was overhyped. Overhyped. over yep.
1: Um... Although, and I guess maybe nothing besides the horchata, nothing really was like, "Oh my god, this was like the best beer." But they were all good.
0: They had a you know? um, espresso stout.
1: Yes, I did really like that.
0: But in my opinion, I felt like the the coffee was. It depends on what you're looking for, you know. I like, loved it. The coffee was. In your face, like it was rip your face off coffee, yeah. which for some people that's going to be awesome, for some people it's not, but I guess that's probably why they put the espresso moniker on it, because espresso typically is very strong. It's not just a co- yeah. Um, so I, I like that, um, but I felt like the coffee was a little strong for me, but then again, it's called espresso, so yeah. I, I mean, you it. can expect it.
1: I like the espresso, and I like the horchata. Um, they did the goat... They did a Goza, and I forget what was in it.
0: They did do a Goza. Hibiscus.
1: Hibiscus. Hibiscus. Who knows hibiscus. what that is? Hibiscus.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a Hibiscus Goza. Um, it was good. Yeah. I mean, none of their beers were bad. No.
1: Not at and any.
0: that's the thing. Like, I don't think we had any beers that were we bad. We really
1: didn't have any bad beer.
0: Right. We didn't have any bad beer at all. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, no bad beer. But it
0: was, I mean, burial was. I do think it fell into the the issue of it was every everyone was saying I'll burial all burial 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 so you you thought you were just gonna be like totally blown away. I th- I'd say I was more blown away
1: by Twin w- Leaf,
0: yeah, by Twin Leaf than I was probably burial. because
1: no one told us to go to Twin Leaf, yeah, besides probably. your sister who yeah. doesn't
0: really expectations,
1: yeah, like
0: uh, yeah, where are your expectations? Are they low? Are they high? Whatever, yeah.
1: Like we went to Twin Leaf thinking, oh okay, well we had some awesome beer at Wicked Weed. We'll have some beer and play some games and have a good time, not knowing that we actually got some really
0: yeah good beer at the same yeah. time. Well, and it's interesting because we just I don't know we we didn't have any bad beer, but yeah, expectation plays a big part. Although you know, Wicked Weed met expectation in my opinion. Yeah. Um, some of the other things that we did, that was it for breweries actually. So people that we went to, yeah, yeah that we went <laughs> to. I mean, you would think that I know, that's we kinda... would have hit a lot more, but I mean, time flies when you're on vacation, to be yeah. honest. I'm sure a lot of people know that. But um we also went to uh the pinball, pinball museum.
1: Museum.
0: Which is as much a museum as it is, you can just go pay thirteen dollars and play all the pinball you want on like all these old and and not as old pinball machines it's awesome it was a lot of fun they do have
1: a museum in the fact that there are a couple machines that you can't play they're they're just just for display display. like one from the 1930s um but it was it was a good time Carlin had to pull me away
0: yeah we were in there for like two hours and at that point I had to be like, yeah, we gotta go. We got other things to do. He's like,
1: burial opens at 4, let's go. I'm like, yeah. but I want to play
0: pinball. Yeah. So before we get to the final beer, um, other recommendations for food. We went to a place called The Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, they had quite good food. Mm-hmm. Um, had a pretty nice quail dish there. They had a really awesome uh, appetizer it. with um, different, three different three different mushrooms. mushrooms. There were... Uh, it was all... Chicken of the Woods, Hen of the Woods, and...
1: Lobster something.
0: Lobster mushrooms. Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, and they're with like actually, a cheesy... like, red. Yeah, it was amazing. Very good. Uh, and I tried... I drank a Julian Price Pilsner by Wedge Brewing there, cool. which was pretty good. Like, for, as far mm-hmm. as Pilsners go, it was a nice Pilsner. It was a little more hoppy than a typical Pilsner. That was a good beer. Um, so, yeah. And, and the then lunch. we also did curate, yeah, for lunch. Uh, which apparently is really hard to get reservations for. But they do lunch, and you can sit at the bar. So we did lunch at the bar, which I recommend because you can just see. Because that's where they do their cooking is right behind the bar. So you can see everyone running around and doing their thing. It's a lot of fun to watch. And the food was very outstanding. I had a really nice octopus dish. If you like octopus, it was obviously cooked properly. Uh, we had a really nice pork quote skirt steak uh it was like a pork cut that was done much like a steak it was very tasty um and what else there there was a. Uh, they had like some cured uh hams mm-hmm. you could do like the cured ham trio which was really nice like a
1: you know spanish yeah tapas spanish yeah it's all it's, it's all
0: spanish tapas inspired um, so
1: it's very good yeah really, it was, really good it was hard because a lot of the Places are like, you have to get reservations, you have to get reservations. And we were like, well, we don't know what time we're going to want to eat. We don't know what our day is going to be like. Yeah. So we were like, let's just go for lunch and sit at the bar. And it worked out really well.
0: It did. Um, and then other food-wise, we did French Broad uh oh, the Chocolate lounge. Yeah, their Chocolate mm-hmm. Lounge. It's a chocolate company. And they have amazing chocolate. Amazing, yeah. amazing chocolate. So you can get some like chocolate truffles. Which are very good, and they had these things called sips, which is basically chocolate with like it was like coconut milk.
1: Yeah, you did the cold uh, one. So it was yeah, the they have milk. hot ones, and they have they have cold hot ones but, that they do uh, just with. They said they just do like a little bit of hot water enough to make the chocolate like melt liquidy, uh, yeah. so you can drink it.
0: So rich, so decadent, very tasty. And everybody
1: down there was so nice. Yeah,
0: everyone was really nice. You
1: know, it was, and we stayed at a lovely, you know, bed and breakfast. Um, So, yeah, we had a great time. Let's do our last beer. Okay. It is? A place
0: we did not get to, unfortunately, but there were so many of those (laughs) because there's so much.
1: Yeah. Asheville Brewing Company, um, their Ninja Porter. Um, And it is 5.6%.
0: I was told it's a medal winner. I think it says it on the can. Um, this is like an award-winning beer, apparently. Yeah, so.
1: World Beer Cup Gold Award Does it 2000, say you, 2014. 2014, okay. I'm still working on this beer.
0: All right, so I'm going to pop up with this Ninja Porter. I'll try this sucker. Oh, and I do have to say, there was another uh, brewery we tasted beer from. French Broad Brewing. Uh, which, we got the beers from a corner oh, bodega, yeah. like the night we got in. So... You know, we got the IPA. It did not taste all that fresh. It didn't taste very good, and I think that it potentially may not have been very fresh. They don't date code, though, so shame on you, French Broad Brewing, for not date coding. Everyone should date code. That's bullshit if you don't. Um, so their IPA was not good, but it may have been old. We don't know. And then
1: we had their sc- wee Heavy? Wee Heavy. Yeah, yeah. we
0: Heavier, I think is what they call it. That was good. It was it was decent.
1: I don't even really remember. I was so tired from the drive. Yeah, we were tired. We sat down to eat dinner at like 9.30, which you didn't even talk about your favorite restaurant that we ate at twice. Oh, that's true. Nine Mile.
0: Yeah, Nine Mile.
1: That has like Caribbean...
0: It was unreal. I had like a salmon dish two nights because it was that damn good called Soul Rebel. If anyone goes to it, gets a Soul Rebel. But I can't even tell you like, what would, like all of what was in it. It was just magic in my mouth. It it's was just, amazing. What I liked it, thing. it
1: was kind of a small place. All their food just had layers upon layers of flavor, which I really could appreciate. Oh, yeah.
0: Killer place. So.
1: We, yeah, so we got takeout and just ate in the B&B together.
0: Yep. So this Ninja Porter, super, super dark. Um, Looks dark like a porter. Kind of brownish around the edges, but it's got like a slightly tan head, decent head on top. Probably had a little bit to do with how I poured it, a little rough. Smell? Mm. Smells portery.
1: Yeah. It's like. Chocolate malty, like yeah,
0: little little dark chocolate note mm-hmm. in there, maybe a little bit of like a slight soy sauce note, yeah. like a little salinity to it. Yep, yeah. um, roasty maltiness. Yeah, I mean, just that main yeah. stuff. Let's taste it. Hmm, it's got a nice mouth mm. feel to it. It's it got a real like- nice viscosity to it.
1: All of that, like, roasty, malty flavors. So good.
0: Yeah, it's really super smooth. Super, super smooth. The mouthfeel is... It's
1: really good. It's
0: like a medium mouthfeel. It's more than you expect from a porter, because a lot of porters are pretty thin. But it is... Like, the way it coats your mouth and the, the level of roastiness with the malt character is, like kind of perfect, yeah. and the dark chocolate notes, and the, there's a little bit of that soy sauce in there with that little bit of salinity. This is really good. Well,
1: I feel like oftentimes, it's hard to find like a good just straight-up porter.
0: True. You know, or right. straight-up with that Without like, oh, it's a chocolate porter, People it's are, coconut yeah. porter. People are always doing things, right. to, which
1: I like. Of course, I like that. But mm-hmm. this is just a really nice porter, wow. as a porter should be.
0: That's actually...
1: I really like it.
0: That may be the best straight porter I've had. I mean, that's a really good straight just has up. It's a lot porter. of flavor. Yeah. Damn, that's really and good. And it's what
1: 5.6.
0: That's really good. That's yeah. really I that's I like that a lot.
1: All these beers are really good.
0: Yeah, I like them all. Um I know
1: the burial you said was just a little too sweet for it's you. Too sweet. It's too sweet.
0: It's definitely too sweet.
1: They're all really good beers. I'll have to, you, you're going to want me to rank these, huh?
0: Yeah, go ahead unless you want me to go first.
1: Well, I'm going to do Ninja Porter. Okay. Then I'm going to do the Piscopale. Then Wicked Weed and the Mirror. The
0: Recurrent by Wicked Weed yeah. and, the, and then the Scythe. IP but and I mean the
1: they're all really good.
0: Well, mine's different. Um I love the hell out of that Recurrent.
1: I know. You just <laughs> want to marry
0: Wicked Weed. I, they do great stuff. I mean, just how soft it is and how on the same level all the different notes are. It's very complex. The Recurrent by Wicked Weeds my number one. My number two is that Ninja Porter by Asheville Brewing. Damn, that's a very tasty porter. Uh, then the Piscop Pale Ale. That's a very good pale ale. Yeah, it is. And then Burials, um, Scythe, Rye IPA. It's good, but it's really sweet. Really sweet, and that just, I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way. Uh, I could drink it, but I can't drink much of it because the sweetness would kill me.
1: Well, it's a good thing you're going to share it with your wife.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to have to fight over, like, a lot of these. Yeah. You can have more of the Scythe. I will want more of the Scythe, but I don't want a ton of it, so you can have more of that, but the other three we're going to have to fight.
1: Well, you know, it's always, you know, when we're done recording and things start to warm up or as your palate changes... You know, sometimes I change what I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we'll see. But overall, it was we're good, glad to be home. But it was a wonderful trip, and I would. It's you know, we're home and we're already like, I want to go back to Asheville, and Carly's like, we yeah. have to, we have to go someplace different.
0: Right. I want to keep moving around. You know, like but it's I... hard
1: because there's things that there's a lot of things we didn't do. There were right. a ton so, of breweries we didn't go to. Yeah. We didn't get to go to the River Arts District, which I really wanted to. Um, We didn't get any barbecue. Like, I feel like we didn't really try a lot. Like, we tried, like, different food, but I wanted to get more, like, southern-type food.
0: Well, it's it's hard, because there's just so much to do. There's so much good food. There's so much good beer. There's so many fun things to do. Like, it's just, you can't do it all. So, I mean, maybe people need multiple trips, but... Hopefully, listening to this episode has given people a little bit of a guide on where they can go and what they can do when they're in Asheville. We would definitely recommend it. You should definitely try and go. So, at any rate, um, you like the episode? You like the beers? Rebecca? Oh, you're talking Uh, to me. That's a question to you. Oh,
1: oh. I I looked at you
0: when I said it.
1: Well, I know. You've been looking at me this whole time. I thought you were talking to the listeners, and I was like, yeah? What are they going to do about it? (laughs) Did I like the episode? Oh, yeah, I love... These are all really good beers.
0: Yeah, that's... This is nice. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for checking this episode out. Who knows where we'll go next? It won't be any time real soon, but at some point we'll do another vacation episode, and who knows where we'll go? Might we go to Chicago? Might we go to Vermont somewhere? I don't know. Maybe somewhere else. We don't know.
1: Because we are only allowed a vacation where there's good beer, apparently.
0: Yes, I think that's a good rule, <laughs> because it, if you don't have a good time, at least you then can drink. You, you can fall back on the awesome beer. <laughs> so, on that note, everyone, thank you for checking this out. Rebecca, thanks for being here. Asheville, thanks for having awesome breweries, and everybody, please remember to
1: keep it brutal. I feel so-